Welcome to the Extra Lap RC podcast. My name's Aidan Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Martin Owen. Hi, Martin. How are you doing? Hello, Aidan. I'm good, buddy. You? I'm all right, mate. I'm enjoying... Well, it was lovely today, and then it started raining. Yep. Yeah, it's been on and off here. So, we don't know what we... You know, we're all going racing this weekend. I think everyone's got a regional on. They have, yeah. I think literally everybody's got a regional on this weekend. Um, so hopefully it either dries up or continues to rain, at least so I know what I'm doing before I get there. I went to mend it today to help um, help my dad fix their generator. They had a problem with their generator, and that's what he does for a living. Oh, right. Okay. And, and half of the offering track was underwater. Oh. It's been, <laughs> lovely. it's been lovely here today. It's just in the last bit it's been raining. But here we go. Anyway, let's not talk about yeah. weather and traffic. Who are we going to speak to today? Uh, we're going to speak to super stock racer Joey Fisher. Yeah, Joey Fisher. And we've actually already spoken to Joey. So we, it's definitely there. So let's go find Joey Fisher. Well, hopefully now we're joined by Joey Fisher. Hi, Joey. Are you there? What's going on, Aiden? How are you doing today? I'm great. And have we still got Martin? I'm still here. All right, Joey? Ah, uh, yes, yes. I can hear you guys clearly. He's brilliant so joey it's really weird for me to do a podcast in the daytime well um... i mean yeah i mean uh what over here it's only about 11 15 in the afternoon which is weird for me too because uh i've already gone ahead and did a couple running around and errands which i don't typically like to do super early but for you guys i will make some time Awesome, Joey. Awesome. Yes. So, for anyone, I, I can't believe there's anybody who listens to this podcast who doesn't know who Joey Fisher is. Um, <laughs> whereabouts in the world are you, Joe? Uh, well, uh, I live in Florida. In a, it's a little suburb of Tampa in a little town called Riverview. Um, so, you know, my local track will be only, it's only about a 20-minute drive to uh, SS Hobbies and Raceway which is owned by the Setzer family. Um, and I mean, it's a bit of a weird track. Um, it's a clay surface where it's, you know, sugared beyond hell. Um, so like the amount of grip that you have there is just astronomical. It's like if you were to go out there and just walk around on the track surface, it's like, it kind of feels like in certain areas, like you're walking around on Velcro. Okay, so you started off by talking about grit and sugar. Yes. And then our question is always the same then. I know you also run on Astro. Is it as grippy yep. as Astro? Uh, I mean, I would say, all right, so it's kind of a hard thing. Like, yes and no. So when you are straight up in the groove, you know, you have a shit ton of grip where you know you can traction roll or grip roll how you guys like to say um you know you could depending on your setup like you, you could be fighting that but then obviously once you get outside of the groove you know you can experience some dust where then you know you'll obviously not have as much grip as astro um now our astro track um beach line is converting so you know, that would be a new experience coming up. But, uh, you know, inside the grip, I would say that, or inside the groove, that it's it's close because of just, you know, the, the super soft tires that you're using and everything. But, you know, it's still different at the same time because here you won't be running on slicks. You still got to use, you know, a treaded tire because of the dust situation. But... That inside that groove where the rubber's all been laid down, uh, yeah, be careful turn marshalling a car, you might blow out a knee. Right. It's got a, yeah, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of grip. Okay, and so that's SS Hobbies. Is that indoors? It's, it's outdoors, but it's covered. So, right, okay. um, yeah, it's like, a, I guess maybe kind of something you would experience at like a, a barn or something like that. But, right, um, okay. it's, got a, they, it's got a lot of poles, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of poles. poles. Yeah, so depending on the layout, you know, 
the the poles aren't that bad. You won't really have many blind spots. Other styles of layouts, you might have more. So it really becomes a game of getting to the spot you want on the driver's stand. So you have the least amount of you know interference with the poles and everything. But uh, I would say the last four or five layouts that they've had, they've all been really, really good about not having too many blind, excuse me, too many blind spots. So well, uh, we're, we're thinking of trying to plan a holiday over to the States to race some toy cars. So have we, so you've got SS Hobbies, uh, mm-hmm. you've got help with Beachline. Oh, so, all right, so SS Hobbies for me would be the closest, but uh, all everything, I'll name off everything I have, let's say in a two hour drive where you'd have uh, SS Hobbies, um, then if you go straight up 75, you'll have uh, New Red Hobbies, which is about two hours. You also have Dean's Discount Hobbies, which is an outdoor track. Uh, you have Lake Park, which is about 40 minutes north. Uh, Beach Line is two hours to the east. Um, let's see, about an hour, about two, two hours, 15 minutes, you got Lake City, which is kind of by the Gainesville area. Um, you got Bithrow over in Orlando, or just outside of Orlando. Uh, and are all yeah. these sort of dirt, clay, dust? Yeah, uh, everything other than uh, Beach Line. Uh, well, New Red is, a, I guess, technically a clay surface, but uh, they use like a clay surface with wooden jumps. Um, and they just they seal the hell out of that where you know the only tires you know you need to bring are slicks just that's the only tire game um beach line was the astro turf uh and on sunday they ripped up all the astro uh right back down into the clay and they've now started removing all the clay and i think by the end of the month they're hoping to be reopened with a uh, CRC black carpet. So Aiden, you'd have a little bit of familiarity with that when you did the uh, um, the race in Vegas. I believe they used the CRC style yeah. carpet. Which we also now have coming to use at Silverstone. The club are now using that carpet. Oh. Okay, so... Sent over from the States. It's taken two months to get here, but apparently it's wow. mega grippy. Yeah. So like I've I mean I've been on CRC um when Dean had his little uh carpet track but um because it was also for on road we didn't use pin tires we just used slicks. So I mean you had an insane amount of grip on that with slicks as well. So you know there's now going on there with pin tires with you know Schumacher's or your raw speeds whatever. I I can see that being a big learning curve for me because on the Astro, um, you know, our Astro was just laid over clay. So you still had a little give in the system of, you know, where it would slide on top. Um, so I think with it being completely properly put down by, so I heard that, I guess the guys that do the Snowbird Nationals are going to be putting in the uh, the carpet. So... If that's completely true, then you know it's going to be world class. Yeah, um, but that's not great news, and I like to make sure that this podcast is all about me. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> that's not great news to me and Tommy because we're thinking, well, we want to go to America for a week. We want to make some, but if, if if everything else is dirt, we're going to have to go somewhere else than Florida. Well, this is where another thing uh, will help you out. Well, I mean, beach lines go into that carpet, so you'll still have that. Then uh, SS also, who my local track, they have an on-road program, but uh, actually this no in September September fourteenth, the uh, Florida Indoor Tour, so they call it, is going there, and they are covering the on-road area with the CRC carpet. Um, right. Okay. So I'm not sure if they're doing a subfloor, if they're just gonna lay right down on top of the uh like concrete surface or what exactly they're doing but it will be a, you know it'll be a decent size okay. i believe so 
So, so you've, what you're saying is you, you, you're spoiled with tracks nearby to run one tenth. Oh, yeah. I'm, well, I mean, even eight scale, basically all these tracks outside of beach line also run eight scale on them. So, you know, we get huge jumps all the time. So that's why, like, you know, when we look at some of the tracks, especially for like EOS, other than I think it was at like Arena 33 or something, the jumps are tiny. And so I, I don't know if it's because, like, you know, they're trying to protect the surface or, you know, any other reasons. But, but yeah, like, yeah, we're spoiled. Because, you know, I got, I mean, that's not even talking about going to South Florida and Northeast Florida where there's other tracks. So, uh, yeah, I got, like, you know, a good five, six within a two-hour drive. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to get any more popular after this podcast, Joey. You're not going to get any more no, popular with, with choices like that. Um, so when you are running <laughs> at these tracks, when you are running at these tracks with to the one tens, of course I know what cars are you running. Oh, I mean the only the only brand worthy of this is uh, obviously Yokomo. So uh, yeah, I've been with uh, I've been running Yokomo for I think four years or three about three and a half years. Oh damn it, my dog just farted. Jesus Christ. The, right. other week it, but, um, the other week it was the other Joey, so that's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, where were we at again? What? Driving your yoke oh, yeah, cars. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, you know, running, racing for Yokomo. I have uh, been running the cars for about three and a half years. And I've been with the Yokomo team for, you know, two years now. Oh, I'm in my second year with them. And, you know, there's a, I think uh, everything's looking pretty good to keep going forward with that into the future. Um, Have you got the new two-wheel drive? I have not. So, I know, I know. The thing is, is like, I've gotten my, you know, actually it was a uh, CAL2, and I just went ahead and converted it to a DTM2 uh, a couple, about three, four months ago, and I have it so good right now, and, like, it just, basically, it feels like it's just driving itself, and I've been doing really well with it, so, like, right now, I'm kind of, I'm on that fence, like, I've already, I got the money put away for the DTM3, but, like, a part of me is just, like, I don't want to let go, because I've, it took me for, it took me so long to get this car, just just right for me doing you know crazy things with the the pistons and a bunch of other odd things that it's just so good now that like it's right now it's like it's hard for me to let it go but um you know so you know we'll see um masters of dirt is coming up at the end of october so that's a good possibility that there will be a DTM three with me, but uh, we'll have to have to see what's going on with that. Yeah, well, I think so. Um, is uh, Yokomo Yokomo a popular band brand where you are? Um, I would say is um, when it comes to popularity in the state of Florida, there's only. That I can think of off the top of my head. There's only three of us uh, team guys where, you know, you got Peter, um, I think his last name is Lanskar. He's uh, Hungarian. So, you know, he came over here for school. Um, so I've been, you know, I've run a lot with him through the series. And then uh, Alfredo Morales down south. Um, you know, so basically it's just the three of us now. We've got a decent presence of independent guys that are running the cars. Uh, they're, re- they're really popular over at Beachline. Um, as surprisingly enough, uh, the Schumacher cars are really popular over there as well. Um, yeah, I think I saw something. There was like a Schumacher USA Grand Prix meeting somewhere. Yeah, that was uh, this past weekend um, up in Connecticut. Mark uh, Crogsford that I, you know, I pit with all the time. He went up there for 
uh, vacation with his wife and all that, and she was cool enough to let him go play with toy cars for a few days. So uh, I think he, I know he was on the cusp of making the B in a two-wheel drive buggy, but I think he qualified, I think he might have CQ, I'm not sure. But, I mean, he, he barely missed the B by like a second or two. So he really did, he did pretty well with that. Four-wheel drive, I know he kind of struggled with. And uh, then main day, I guess they had rain overnight and just, you know, it caught him off guard. Um, I kind of get from the messages I had with him. But, uh, yeah, they, I guess they had somewhere around like 276 entries, I think it was. Uh, Mikhail came over. No, yeah, when Mikhail came over, um, obviously, like, I didn't even look at the results, but I'm assuming he dominated. Because, yeah, I think he did. You know, yeah, I mean, that's his, that's his bread and butter right there. But uh, it, no, it, it looked like a great track. Uh, I oh. just think Mark, Mark Croxford. Um, I know he drives a Schumacher. I know he drives yeah. like a he drives a drives a Mini as well for his car. I think. It, yeah, I it's, think, he's the total Brit. Yeah, I just think so. instead of a cap, he should wear like a bowler hat. A bowler you know, hat. Maybe, a, yeah, or a maybe he should race always wear a tie, something like that, well, just to make he, sure. With a cup of tea well, on, he, the, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he does drink tea. He brings tea to the track. So, but he just blew my mind the other day where he said that uh, the track was now pants. No idea yes. what the fuck he meant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, pants? And he was like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, well that makes sense, I guess. Oh. So I'm going to, uh, you know, and just a little secret, when uh, I come up with these little insults for uh, guys, when I'm just literally having fun in the group, um yeah i'm snitching he's the one that gives me all the ideas of what you call you guys but uh yeah so yeah i had to relearn kind of like the whole british thing with him because sometimes he says stuff and i'm just like mark yo you gotta back up like <laughs> you there's no way you can get around that without me asking what you just meant <laughs> uh you'll get used to a show so, you'll get used to well, it I, I would hope so you know uh I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I've been kind of bad about listening to podcasts as of late. Um, just work has been, you know, just running us into the ground. So, you know, I really haven't even had time to tinker with the cars really all that much the last uh, month and a half or so. So they've been pants. But, oh, they, they've been like the biggest size pants. <laughs> so, you know. Well, if we're going to talk about things that pant, one of the things we know you for, Joey, is mm-hmm. as far as, as, as us Brits are concerned, is you're like the king of stock racing. Well, I am the king of talking shit about modified <laughs> while backing up stock. Um, I am not the king of stock racing, that's for sure, because there's many, many more people out there that are faster than me than it. But they're um, cheating better. They're not faster, they're just better at cheating. Oh, absolutely not. No, they're better. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, you got, you know, the local, um, you know, super fast guys, you know, your AJ Marasco, who's been tinkering back and forth and modified. But then, obviously, you know, Ryan Harris. Um, I would say, though, that the fastest guy right now, probably over here in stock, maybe. Uh, He's out in California. His name is Matthew Gonzalez, uh, Yokomo driver. Yokomo driver. Yeah, he's quick. Um, yeah, he didn't, you know he you know he got his new um, his new uh, CAL three, and like post up a video of him just going through like this rhythm section. I think it was at like a seven hundred two raceway or something. And I was like, that's just stupid. Like, er, I'd be trying, I'd be like panicking and just straight like oversteering it on a straightaway, trying to keep that straight but um no it's just you know like i think i've kind of touched base on it you know online and a lot of people i think online they kind of misconstrued like what i'm trying to say about you know why i do backup stock and it's like i understand like you know it's two different worlds between you know europe america maybe even the rest of the world in reality and america when it comes to stock but, you know, over here, 
so many of the tracks are indoor and you know they're you know business run so you know you don't typically have massive tracks where you know you're getting huge lap times like 35 seconds or anything like that that's kind of a one of the odd things about florida is that you just have a lot of actually really large tracks but um you know in your typical track over here you know stock is you know depending on the layout is just as fast as or depending on how good that driver is it can be faster than modified simply because yeah you're more in control of the car you're more in control of the car and there's Basically, there's no you no real reason to have all that extra power, no. unless you have a layout that you know you're gonna make up time on that triple or something like that. But over here, we have terrible uh, track designers, in my opinion, where it's a it's a turn, a jump, a turn, a jump, a turn, a jump, and you know you don't really get into a rhythm area where. A modified motor will make that difference. So, so, yeah. so when you turn up to one of these to your local club, um, mm -hmm. is everyone running stock? So, I mean, if if it's a club race, like on any Sunday evening, everyone on two wheel drive, four wheel drive, whatever, everyone's just thrown in together. And on a club race, that's the way it should be. Um, I know some places they still separate everything and you got like, you know, three modified drivers, six, you know, stock guys. That's stupid. Just throw everyone together. Let's go run and have fun because, you know, everyone's kind of on the same pace as it is. Now, if we have a series race, uh, like the Super Cup series or something like that, then, yeah, everything is split up. And, you know, Super Cup, you're talking about, you know, two-wheel drive modified, you might have 10 drivers, and then you might have 40 or 50 stock guys. So, I mean, you know, like a lot of people think, oh, it's cherry picking because you're running with stock. And it's like, well, no, it's because that's more people. It's more competitive. Anyone can go ahead and then write up in their race report on modified that, oh, well, I made the A main. Well, okay, there's 10, 10, 11, you guys. What did you accomplish? You hang, hang on, Joey. When I was doing the EOS in the Hoodie Arena, there were 12 guys, and that's why I got on the AMA. Don't be throwing those accusations at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so like, you kind of understand exactly where I'm coming from with it. Like, it's in over here, you know, stock is no, like, if you look at the grand scheme of it, modified is still a premier class. But for me, you know, like you look at it, you got stock with all these extra drivers. These drivers in stock at the upper end of stock are just as talented as I would say you knock off the top five best in the world in, you know, modified. And then these are these top stock guys like a Matthew Gonzalez. You know, you go ahead and put him and Mayfield together running stock and he's going to be right there on them so um if, if, if so i get the point of you know i know I, I, I totally agree if i went to a meeting and there's a class with six heats and there's a and there's a class with one heat i would do whichever the six heats was because yeah. that, that's a better day you know qualifying really means something finals mean something but I, I think what I'm going to say what we don't get, what I don't get, that is stock seems expensive to us as mod guys. Now, and again, we're in a different world. We're all mod in the UK. It seems yeah. expensive to not, go any, to not go any faster. So why stock? Why don't we just all, and obviously you can't, don't solve the world problems here, Joe, but why don't we just all just run mod? Well, you know, because obviously there's certain things that people will prefer when it comes to just the, the racing conditions. Like, you know, modified, you're just, everyone's just concerned about the top speed. You're not really so worried about your acceleration out of the turn. Like, yeah, you do to an extent, but, you know, like so much of the time in modified, 
you're basically trying to get rid of all your power. You know, so then you look at stock where I don't care what anyone says. Stock is not more expensive than modified. You can go ahead and take any kit, doesn't matter what kit it is, buy a kit. You can go ahead and get a Hobbywing Just Stock ESC for $50. That ESC, does it have all the bells and whistles? No. But that right, there are plenty of guys in the independent that are almost as fast as us in expert stock that use that ESC. Then they can go ahead and just go ahead and buy any type of 17.5 motor. You know, I run Fraternity, so, you know, those are obviously my motors of choice. But you can go ahead and buy, like, say you want to go in, because um, I follow Nick Adams on uh, YouTube, go buy a Surpass. Those things, they, te they tend to be really good, from what I've been, you know, seeing and hearing, for $50. So, and then you get a $50 in uh, servo. And then you can go on and go to Trinity and the uh, LiPo factory batteries. You can get a 2S battery for $34. So, you know, basically what some Wait, of these mod that, that, guys that, will go and pay on an ESC, we can go ahead and just go ahead and get the whole car done for what you paid for an ESC. So if I looked in your car, that's what you've got? Me right now? Yeah. Yeah. I will... Well, Okay, my ESC is a different because I'm running for McLaren on my ESCs. Okay. But my I use the uh, McLaren Pico ESC, and it's I think it's a hundred, hundred and nineteen dollars or something like that retail. So, you know, I got a hundred dollar ESC, which, you know, that's all it is. And I use, and honest to God's truth, I don't get a certified motor or anything like that from Trinity. I gotta pay for it. I go up there, you know, I, honest to God, I buy the regular race spec, which for, even if you don't have a sponsorship, is a hundred bucks. So, you know, like, it's... And, and, and do you... <laughs> sorry, sorry, these are only my questions. Other people will know these answers. But, so if you go buy this motor for a hundred quid, hundred dollars, mm -hmm. do you need... Will that last you the season? Is it something you oh, think absolutely. of? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't really, I can tell you, honestly, I don't really know the whole process behind the scenes at Trinity for, you know, what goes into certifying the motor. And yeah, the, the price when you're paying a hundred and some odd dollars, $150 for a motor, yeah, that, that's a bit expensive. But when you get a certified motor through Trinity, you're not literally just paying for that motor. Um, you know, Kevin Abbott on a certified, you know, our team manager, he literally goes through with his hands, every single one of them. And he goes through and he makes sure that they meet a certain criteria. Then, you know, you're getting the ceramic bearings in it. Um, you know, the lowest resistance that is legal by Roar or Ifmar. Efra, whatever, and that is also distributed throughout the entire world when you get these certifieds. But me personally, you know, like a $100 motor to a $150 motor for me is not going to make me any faster. It might make me faster down the straightaway, but my lap times are still going to be the same because I'm going to end up overdriving that turn. So, you know, it's the the whole you know mod versus stock you know the the snowflakes and modified just they don't it's like a trump supporter or a hardcore trump supporter over here they just unless it's exactly what they expect and see it's fake so like you know anything that we do to our cars in stock with like ceramic bearings or you know the titanium screws and turnbuckles and all that all right go ahead and look at i'm sure martin can go ahead and look at his car right now and he has all of that yeah exactly so you're not we're not spending any more than anybody else because 
people in Modified are going to do it too because, oh, well, you can just give more power. Well, yeah, well, if you weren't putting, you wouldn't put ceramic bearings in or titanium if there wasn't a benefit to it in Modified. So the way I look at it is Modified is like a stalemate F1 where if Formula One was to sit there and say, all right, we're just happy with the way it is. It isn't so much that, you know, there's cheating. I mean, there, yeah, there's cheating in stock. Let's, you know, company has been popped for it. It's not the first time. It won't be the last time. But when it comes to that, it's like stock has continually progressed. They've pushed the boundaries. They're the reason why certain things are being learned more about brushless motors and how to get these internal resistance down where modified has been stalemate sitting there with the same crap now for however many years and not evolving. The only thing that's evolving is stock and stock because it's always evolving is what's generating the money back into the companies and back into the hobby shops. So, you know, I think basically the only thing that like modified really contributes to is burning tires faster for the local hobby shop. And we do do that. And we love yeah. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, if I, if I will admit, if I do get a chance to go over there uh, and race with you guys, um, I will promise you that uh, I will show up without an EFRA card. Um, <laughs> I will, I'm going to charge at 40 amps because that's the safest way to charge. And Perfect. I'll be running a seventeen five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, I, I have... <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh. I think you'll probably beat me with a seventeen five, Joe. Ah, I don't know. It depends on the day. Some days I run really well and then other days I'm like, alright, uh, I've done I guess I'm trying to drive this behind my back. I don't know. If you if you went down the straight and Robin Hood with a seventeen point five against a six and a half, he's probably gonna pull a bit on you on the end of it. But then I suppose the seventeen point five is probably gonna carry more in. Yeah, that's you know, the other thing. We can carry so much more corner speed because we're not trying to decelerate as much. Yeah. Right. So I, just... I mean it makes it, it makes it may it, you know, it, it's I watched we had a, a regional race on Sunday and the, the bottom heat of four-wheel drive, there were eight cars there, modified four-wheel drives, and they were all way too fast for the guys driving them. Yeah. And you go up to them and say, if you slow the car down, you will go faster. They just look at you like you're some alien. Yeah. You know, yeah. At this, I think, I don't know, maybe in the grand scheme of everything, it's more of preferred driving style classes where, you know, Modified is a preferred driving style compared to stock where, you know, some people want to learn like stock. You want to race with more corner speed where modified your driving style is more on off throttle punch. You know, maybe it's more of a driving style choice rather than just which class is really faster unless you're on a massive track. It's amazing how stock has evolved because, as I've said in previous posts before, mm-hmm. obviously as I, I grew up racing in the states. If nobody knows, it's kind of a common joke. You've, you've, ne- you've never mentioned that one. Uh, <laughs> um, but stock racing was where you started, and you yeah. went in and you raced stock. And if you won the A main in stock, they kicked you out of it. You went to, well, if you, at our local track. I think if you won it three times. You were out and you were into modified. You had no choice. And then well, just as I near the end of, of leaving there, stock had become a major class. You know, it had become a class that you would stay in and, and, and race. Mm-hmm. And, and well, it was very strange coming here and there being no modified. Uh, sorry, no stock. It was, you just race modified. They were like, oh, yeah. right, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, over here, it's... I guess it's kind of like the unwritten rule with Super Cup Series that if you win stock two or three times for like the series championship, then you're supposed to go ahead and move up. But uh, I'll be honest, I haven't seen it happen yet. Um, you know, like oh, AJ. I'm sorry, I, sorry, sorry. You also have classes, like ability classes in stock as well, don't you? Yeah. So 
that's one thing that I will say that I kind of, I think that portion, it would be depending on the type of event we're running to kind of get away from that because it is a little anonymous to, you know, you're, you know, you have independent and then you also have expert stock. And I get it. Expert stock is basically, you know, all of your drivers that have some form of sponsorship. Whether okay, sorry, it's... sorry. Here's me questions for this. Good point for bringing okay. it up. How do they know? Do you well, sign a form I mean... and go, my mate gives me 10% off tires in the shop? Or... All right, well, so basic, I mean, realistically, it's kind of like an honor system because I will tell you now, I haven't put anyone on blast because it's none of my business. But there are plenty of drivers that are running in the independent here that have a tire deal, basically more like a tire deal. And, you know, like when you, you got to think, like, we don't really have a rep down here for um, like AKA. And a lot of people use the AKA tires in, you know, the expert stock class or not the expert stock, but um, indie stock when it comes to like your regular type of races, not really so much the Super Cup series because Super Cup has a control tire that they do because it's, you know, it's J concept. So you know, J Concepts, you know, helps provide a little discount on the tire for those guys. But there are plenty of drivers that are not using basically an honor system because, you know, California's 2,000 miles away. And, you know, there's not really like a rep in this area at all. So, you know, if we were at a track and there wasn't a control tire, they could sit there and enter into an independent class and just, you know, use that advantage. But really, I think that the the separation of classes kind of needs to just stop when it comes to stock because, like, it's just, like, yeah, we have an advantage when it comes to price and, you know, we're getting tires at a cheaper cost and burning through them faster and using fresher tires. But there's some of the indie stock guys, especially when it's the only track that they run at, they're just as fast as us. So, you know, it's not when it's more of like the locals are, they have the same advantage, but basically because they're always on that one track. Yeah, yeah. I think it just seems strange that I, I, I know this is one of the things you said we could probably get away from this sort of classes of independent and expert stock because, mm -hmm. okay, I, people help me and support me, but, but clearly not because of any ability that I have. But oh, then yeah. there's somebody else who I was, you know, who's races at my local track and has done nationals and done all those things and just doesn't fancy a sponsor this year because he wants to drive that two-wheel drive this year and that four-wheel drive so mm -hmm. in some ways i in in florida would i i'd be then i'd be forced into expert because i've got a big mouth whereas Basically. somebody else who, who's who could be i won't name him but could be national top 40 any day of the week and mm -hmm. he's just like he just he's just playing on it for a year that seems a very strange and arbitrary way to yeah and you know, like, in a way, all of that kind of happens as it is because, you know, like, now I'm not going and buying things for people and then, you know, giving it to them on the side or anything like that. But I have plenty of friends that, you know, like, say, like, they're, you know, we're at a track that's super abrasive and they're starting to run low on their tire stock. You know, me, you know, I have a, sh a ton of product whether it's parts or tires or anything, now sit there and just throw them a few sets and, you know, don't worry about paying me. I'm not worried about it. So, you know, in a way, that would be an unfair advantage because, you know, they are getting something basically on the house where, you know, so if, yeah, if you read between the lines, yeah, it's considered an unfair advantage. But that's where, like, it just, like, I get the reason of separation, but... I don't 
think it needs to happen based off of sponsorships. I think what you guys use with, I think they're called like F levels, that makes sense to me. But it would have to go based off of a regional type thing for us because we're so large, there's just basically no way to really keep track of, you know, who your F1 drivers and, you know, F2, F3 would be because, you know, the United States is just a huge area. I, I'm sure Martin could let us know this, but I think our F grading must cover a thousand people. Yeah, at least. Okay. Maybe, maybe two. There is, a, there is literally a spread. I was talking to Toby Hampson up in the north of your country, and, and I was saying there is a spreadsheet available that will show you everyone's grading for the past 15 years. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, that would also fall on the tracks because then the tracks would need to report it, you know, I guess. But we, it's it, just... happens, it happens once a year. That's when we get our grading. It's a, I would say it's a great system. Our regional reps do it. And obviously the man who's the only, I always say, you know, the guy who runs the BRCA, Paul Worsley, I always say is the reason why there's still stock racing. Okay. He seems to do a lot of the technical. He does all the stuff for the technical inspections for the, the BRCM for EFRA. You know, he's the one who does that after, mm-hmm. with his own time, and he just does a great job. So that thing about that seems strange the way you classify it. But I think you're right. If you turn up to a race meet in the six heats, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, have Have you got any? Um, what's on your calendar in the next few weeks? You got any big races coming up? Nothing in the next couple weeks. Um, I was going to make the uh, SS carpet race for the Florida indoors tour, but uh, was it uh, my wife's sister uh, was recently engaged, and they happened to set the uh, engagement party on that day. So oh. I'm going to be a good husband, and I'm going to go, and because I mean I'm super excited for her and her future husband, so. I'll be doing that. Um, Will you and, go in a Yokomo t-shirt? Uh, probably, or yeah. I'll have like just a, you know, maybe my Raw Speed shirt on, or maybe the whole little shebang of all the different companies I'm representing. But, uh, you know, usually I got my, you know, little top shirt or whatever to go and wear. But, um. And then after that, it's just basically going to be trying to club race as much as possible um, on every Sunday from then, basically from actually this weekend, I'm going to try starting a club race every Sunday from here to the end of October, um, along with some extra practice days, trying to get up to speed for uh, the Masters of Dirt. Um, that will be the end of October and, uh, that will be up in, uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So about an eight hour, eight and a half hour drive north. So, wow. uh, yeah. And that will be, I think it's a four day event, but I'm going to spend, I think six days in total going up there. Um, have you, have you told the wife yet? Oh yeah. She already knows. I, was uh, I was actually the first person to even book a hotel for it because, uh, you know, it got like a little bit of a leak basically saying like, oh, it's always on the end of this. So went ahead and me and two buddies are going to split a uh, hotel. And surprisingly enough, it's only like I think about 150 bucks per person um, for the entire stay. And like... The hotel's got a Starbucks in it and like a water park and a bunch of other crap. And so that would be my next. Just like Mendip when we go to Mendip. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, you know, it's at Beach RC, which is owned by uh, Brent Densford, who, yes. you know, you know, so uh, he owns it. And I would say that this is like the OCRC of the East Coast. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. He's got a full hobby shop. Um, it, hands down, it's the cleanest uh, track I've ever been to. Um, so all the locals do a really good job of uh, helping the upkeep and everything there. Um, they also do a great job with uh, 
keeping the alcohol flowing, which is very important. Uh, though they do like this stuff called Fireball, which is like a super cinnamon style drink. So, yeah, Mix it with a little bit on... sounds like sounds like heartburn waiting to happen. Oh, absolutely! So I will be supporting drinking and driving. Uh... <laughs> can, can we can we make sure you go live at some point, Joey, on Facebook? Oh, man, I don't even think I've ever done a live. Like I maybe have done a live like on accident, but uh, you know. So I mean, I can try. Doing a, a live or something like that, see what goes on. Um, and you've because... got to make sure, because I'm going to say most of your fans are in the UK. You know, okay. you've got... <laughs> so you've got to make sure you do it at the right time for us. Well, I mean, Grant, I'll be there all day and all night. So, you know, that shouldn't be too much of a problem. Like around this time, what's well, probably what, six or seven over there? Yeah, no, it's a bit early. It's, it's only five. Oh, it's only five. Okay. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe seven, eight o'clock. I think it'd be a great time for UK time. Given an oh, hour yeah. or two, I, I let's have a Facebook live with Joey Fisher. We'd all love okay. that. I, I will. I know that they're going to have this thing called a fireball race, where uh, I I haven't been there for it before. Um, I've heard people talk to it. And I think it's something on about like it's a ten minute race or something, and then you come in every so often. Like maybe like every three laps or something like that, and you got to take a shot of Fireball or something. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it ends up being a big party. Um, Masters of Dirt is you know it's not a national thing, but you get um, people like Dustin Evans have come there um, and just dominated. I think a couple years ago or maybe even last year. Um, but yeah, they get a lot of big names in for it, and I think it's one of the premier like single off events for the entire country you know it's not a series or anything so it's really good for brett because you know he doesn't have to worry about giving any side cash you know to you know for a series to be coming through there so it's really good for him because it's all going towards him in the hobby shop yeah and so that's when you're brent, getting that's brent who does the beach rc rc yep. gpt yep absolutely so uh which is coming here to America soon. I think he has some type of announcement coming up about the second driver. But uh, yeah, he's a great dude. He's a sexy son of a bitch as well. Um, Got to make sure I put that in there. But uh, I bet he's yeah, no he's just, uh, No, no, he's far, probably but, Oh, oh, Lee. Oh man. Ah. I don't know. Like uh, they kind of do look alike. I mean, Lee's got the tattoos, so that's a couple brownie points for him. But uh, he's, yeah, he's such a he's such a bad boy, is Ali. Um, so we, we've got we we'll, we want to get rid of you now because we've been okay. on too long. But we can't let you go before because uh, we've got we've got of course got the worlds coming up in less than a month. Yes. How do you think your American boys are going to do? Um, I mean, we're going to obviously dominate like we do in any war situation. Uh, we'll go to the uh, the second portion of Russia over there. And um, I think they're going to do really well. Obviously, you know, your front runners are going to be your Mayfield. Your uh, Spencer is going to probably do pretty well as well. Um, I won't say that we will... I'm not going to say that we're going to sweep the... You know the top three or anything like that, but if they figure out the 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 tire situation because running open cells is going to be kind of weird. Um, you know this is the type of track that you know Americans are used to. It's indoor. It's on a clay surface. Um, it's really going to kind of come down to how it's prepped. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the same layout as the warm-up or anything like that. Um, but I would definitely say that, uh, let's see. I mean, Bruno's going to be there for four-wheel drive. I don't know what's up with that guy in four-wheel drive. He always just seems to figure it out. Um, so I think he'll contend for four-wheel. Obviously, Lee, you know, I think he might struggle a little bit for practice just because you know, he doesn't run 
a whole bunch of 10 scale on dirt, but I think I think it's going to be pretty close to the China Worlds when it comes to results. So I think Lee will be up there in the top five, obviously, unless something crazy happens, Mayfield will be there. Um, I have a feeling Dustin Evans may have a good ride going on. Um, he's been kind of... Uh, it seems like he's picked up a little bit of speed the last couple events over here. More than, you know, like what he typically is. I mean, he's always quick, as obviously, but... Because, well, we look forward to seeing pictures of... Um, I, don't, I was going to say Jared, but I don't know. Jared must be... Tebow must be going, mustn't he? I would assume. Um, I mean, I know they got techno... I know techno has the four-wheel drive, um, and I know... The two-wheel drive races he's been doing, he's been apparently using a, an associated. But by yeah. this time, there's always been the rumors about Techno coming out their own two-wheel drive. I won't, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some type of Frankenstein car that he shows up with. Right, I just, I just loving to see. Obviously, we, I've been to Slovakia a few times. It's, it's a beautiful place, but you know, parts of it do look exactly as you think. 80s Moscow looks. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> massive nice. concrete blocks, massive concrete buildings, lovely people. Everyone will have a great time. The weather it will be probably thirty, thirty-five degrees. That's our proper temperature, not your nonsense yeah. stuff. Um, so I think everyone. I, will I have have well, yeah, I looked it up. Uh, actually, I think like yesterday or the other day or something like that. That like, I guess like the typical weather in Slovakia in October is, I think. Uh, I think it said like 56 degrees Fahrenheit, so I guess like 30-something for you guys. Um, yeah, that's a bit, I think that's a bit cooler than we think it might be. Um, but, okay, before we let you go, is there anyone else you'd like to thank? Is there anyone, any of your sponsors you'd like to mention? Is there anybody else you think you should give some abuse to before you go? Oh, um, ooh, does that mean I get to have a free-for-all for this? Away you go, mate. All right, so first of all, I do want to thank, uh, obviously, Yokomo, uh, Trinity, uh, ProTech, A-Main, um, McLean, ESCs. You know, they all do a great job with helping me out with a lot of things. Um, obviously, want to help give a shout-out to all the members in the Yokomo group. Um, Mark does a great job as I believe he actually runs the entire thing. Uh, Neil has another administrator with me. Um Let's see. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I was going to say uh, maybe Jake. Jake in the group can go ahead and get his uh, his brain together. Um, just stupid stuff. Um, you know, just about that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I won't say that anyone. Oh, I also do want to give a shout out to Ryan Harris. Um, he's been missing a lot lately. I'm not sure why. You know, maybe he has other stuff going on. But. Uh, I'm going to make sure I get him a squid. So <laughs> I'm going to make sure I get him a squid and, uh, you know, have a little fun with that, you know. So, uh, but that's really about it. Um, hope to see you guys soon. It'd be really awesome if you got, oh, also one thing is go back a ways. Not sure if he ever does get to listen to the podcast, but maybe I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, send him something. Um, I, not even sure about how to pronounce his last name correctly, but I do want to give a big shout out again to Nicholas uh, Flora. Flora, I guess his last name is. Flowers. Pronounce it. Flowers. Good old Greek Nick. Yeah, yes. He's a good guy. Um, I, you know, I went. Me and my wife, we went to Greece for the uh, for our honeymoon, and you know, like I know I put a post up about it and all that, but uh, you know, just a vocally be able to put it out there for people to hear and you know nick went and reached out to me i think it was like the last day last day before we left to come back home and you know at first it was kind of weird because you know like you're in a strange country and everything don't know the local language and you know he reached out to me about you know wanting to meet up and so at first i was kind of like that's a little weird kind of talked to my wife about it and reached out to a couple other people I'll, actually from uh, your guys' side of the pond, and everyone was like, nah, Nick, 
he's great. You know, he's you know he's a yeah. straight shooter. He's good, awesome guy. And you know, we went ahead and you know met up with him, and uh, he came by our hotel, picked us up, and you know we got to meet his family, his beautiful daughters, and his wife. Uh, they took us out to uh, a place to go and get a couple drinks, and then uh, to this awesome, you know, mom and pop little restaurant. And I will admit, it's it was absolutely delicious food. And you know, for me, food is like what just brings everybody together, regardless of your culture. But yeah. uh, you know, like I talk to him still a lot on Facebook and all that, but. Um, whenever you're traveling, like, don't be afraid to meet, you know, people and stuff like that, because I can honestly say that meeting him was one of those type of highlights in my life where something like that makes an impact and it sticks with you. And, you know, hopefully he'll hear this. Maybe I'll go ahead and tag him and tell him to check it out. Or maybe you guys can, but, uh, straight up, Nick. I love you like family. You are an awesome dude. I know awesome. times are rough over there and everything, but uh, you know we're all. I'll be here for you one way or the other. But uh, yeah, I just wanted. That's something that I've been hoping to be able to go and say on a podcast or something like that, so he can he can really hear it because it's something I still think about a lot. And he is an awesome, awesome individual. So. Well, that I'll was really just well. Leave it with that. It was really well said. I do think it's one of the greatest things, you know. What your story is similar to me when I went to America. I just looked at the heat list of over forty, and then just stalked all of those people on Facebook. <laughs> uh, you know, Mike Katz uh, from Vegas literally did exactly what you did and reached out to other people who drove coyote shows. You know, Zach at the time and those guys and go. Some crazy British guys invited me out <laughs> for dinner. Um, you know, it was when we arrived at the track, there was guys like um, uh, Jayton Straub's dad, Chad. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't do his name, but Tony Campuzana Jr., Rudy Rojales. You know, those were the guys who just came over. They got off their seats and they walked over to us and said, hey, guys, mm -hmm. how you doing? Do you want anything? Do you need anything? And that... And that's the great thing about what we do. We can travel, yes. but we'll all do the same thing. And it's yep. awesome. Um, Joey, thanks very much for your time today. It's been awesome. Hey, thank you yeah, guys. Mark, you know, Aiden, thank you guys very much. And, uh, you know, the fiery mango will always be here. <laughs> we've got what we've got a Jocko cut and we call him the fiery mongo. I, was, I saw that in there. I thought it was a little weird. I'm like, how the hell did this happen? But. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, Joey. All right. Speak to you soon. Right, thank you, you guys very much. I'll get you guys on there for Masters. Cheers, mate. You're going to have to hang up right. yourself. All right. Thank you very much. Cheers, bye. All right. Well, that was great speaking to Joey. Yeah, it was good. It was good to get an insight into stock racing and the million classes they have. A million classes. Hmm. And just divided by whether someone gives you 10, 10 pence off a set of tyres. Seems a bit weird. <laughs> but, yes. Anyway, did you do any racing this weekend? Yeah, so I had um, a regional at Tiverton, a four-wheel drive regional on their um, famous, as I now re I've called it, uh, Astra Dirt track, because it has zero grip. So it's like racing on dirt, but on Astra Dirt. Brilliant. Well, just, well yes, we're just like racing on dirt, but your car is cleaner. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it is definitely unique. You know, right. not, and it's not a moan. It, it's just different. It, it, it's, it's got its fun bits. It's hard to race on, though. It's easy to qualify on, hard to race on. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, we don't do enough racing. So how would you get yeah. on? Um, yeah, so I qualified fourth and finished third. It's about the best thing we do there. We had torrential rain in the last leg. One of those... Um, I think a couple guys even just said, yeah, that's it, I'm done. Like, with a minute to go and just kind of covered their transmitters up their shirts and stood there. It was biblical. Yeah, I think we've all done that every so often when it's last down. Did you know, sorry, had it started to rain before the last leg of your way? No, it it, it, it had rained on and off, but it, we started oh, okay. and, it, and it was 
it wasn't raining. It rained in the last, well, there was a massive clap of thunder and it just rained for like the last minute. Right, okay. That's never good. Never no, good. No. But, but we have to ask this because we spent an hour talking about it last week. What tyres were you on? I was on uh, Ballistic Buggy Whites. I was the really? only one that I was the only one that used them the whole day. Obviously, it wasn't on whites in the way I was in greens because um, the track was wet. But in the morning when it was dry, I was on whites and they were fine. But you know, you hear lots of different lots of different theories and stories, and who knows? Did you have a big queue of people coming up asking to smell your tires? No, I didn't. But I had a few messages, random messages in the week about. Um, can you really smell the difference? And so I even had to like double check for myself. And yes, you can. Perfect. Perfect. It is. It's, 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 and thanks very much for everybody who sent us messages after last week. Uh, it, it, it's really good. Um, um, we had messages certainly off Mark and Jamie and some other fellow whose name I can't remember. So thanks very much. We can take it all on board and we try and get better. We don't, but we try and get better. <laughs> Um, okay, mate. So you finished third. Well done. Uh, yeah, you yeah, one more. Good. Have you got one more regional to go? Yeah, I got a regional at Mendiff on um, Sunday. So I think, yeah, I think as we said at the beginning of the podcast, everybody's got a regional next weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the few free weekends that went before. It. Well, it's kind of nothing now, is it? You got international, and then you got Stockholm national, international, and then the worlds. And then the world's... Oh, no, hang on. Most important of all, and I don't know if I mentioned it in front of Joey, is we've got the oh, F2s yes. and yes. the 3s, 4s, and 5s. Yes. The, I think it's like the 1st, it's like the 6th or the 7th or the 8th of September. It's, yeah, 6th and the 7th, I think. 6th and 7th of September. Uh, two-wheel drive on the um, Saturday, four-wheel drive on the Sunday. I'm only there Sunday, uh, Saturday. Clearly, I haven't got a four-wheel drive. Only... Well, um, it wasn't just made. Clearly, Kyosha would have, one of the many Kyosha guys would have just let me there four-wheel drive. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, Carlos isn't racing with his F1, so yeah, I, I could have had his, but I'm going down with Borley and beautiful Tim. Um, right. So we, they haven't got four-wheel drive, so I'm sitting there going, I might as well just do two-wheel drive with the quick kids, because that's what people really care about. Yeah. Also, Northwest are the defending two wheel drive champions, threes, fours, and fives. True. I've yep, so you got the trophy. I literally have the trophy. I think the idea was to share it around the other clubs, <laughs> but basically just stayed in my house. So um, we'll have to keep mentioning that I've got to remember to bring the trophy. So you felt like a winner for a year with the trophy in your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Good. That's wrong. Uh, you know, literally national A final, three legs, being called up, all that nonsense. Yeah, and took a trophy. Home. What, nice. What, what, do you know? What? It's never happening again. Well, it's well, never. It, it could, no, it could do. You what? Know. The, those same so, conditions at my home track. I tell you, what you don't want to do at your home track is make the F two final be within a corner of winning the F2s and hitting a cone and parking your car and letting someone else win. Oh, who beat you? Steve Brown. Okay, well done. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well done yeah, I, enjoy I enjoyed that moment. Yeah, I, I got bullied. I remember my... Sorry, we're going on, but I remember my 3005's A final. Charlie Saunders just bullied me out the way. <laughs> Literally just... Oh, no, get out of the way. Never saw him again. Um, okay, mate, I, I didn't do any racing this weekend. Uh, I had a family party I had to go to. I literally just turned up to Southport to pick the bins up because we're at Berry next week. So everyone in the Northwest should get booked into Berry. So if I hadn't picked the bins up, they would have been there for weeks. <laughs> um, which that's fine. I think that's all. We should just say get well soon to both of the Martins. We've got two yep. of our racer Martins who are in hospital at the moment. Get well yep. soon. Um, send their messages I'm sure they'll be uh, posted on there from their Facebook and that's it mate is that okay have we forgotten anything no I think that's it 
That'll do, mate. Do you want to thank your sponsors? Yes, I'd like to thank Kev Lee and Alex Springer at PR Racing UK and McLaren and um, John Finch at RC Octane. Yeah, as always. Yeah, and of course, I'd like to thank uh, KO Show Europe with, and always Carlos for the, the time and uh, laughs and jokes that we have together. And then for the entire KO Show lot, though, I think a conversation about the difference in weights of motors is taking a bit too far, boys. Um, mm-hmm. Neil and Chris and TQ models for looking after me and basically just being great guys, doing a lot. Um, we should mention that. Uh, I think Neem has got some sort of permission to actually build their track, and they could be building their track in Nissan. Right, okay. Uh, in the next few weeks, like an Astro track outdoors. Nice. For, it's going to be great if it's in Nissan. You know, the place is lovely. Um, yeah. So support them. I think they're going to have some raffles on the Neem page. I generally don't do those things, but if a club's doing them, join that. Um, yeah. and, and that's us, mate. We will see everyone next week. Yeah, sounds good to me. Don't forget to like and share the podcast. Um, is Joey going to make an appearance next week, do you think? Ooh, he's, he's got that busy social schedule. I don't know. Just, you just never know. He's just too big time. Just too he much is, big time now. He is. He is. You know, I'm sure he'll grace us at some point. Maybe, mate. Maybe he will. Okay. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks very much, Martin. Thanks very much, Joey. Yeah like and share all the podcasts night mate night cheers <laughs>